It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Off the draw, fed to the slot by Okochuk, and we had two players there, Cunning and Carpenter. Cunning checked it uh, right through the crease and wide. Now it's fed in front, Giovanni Smith shoots, he scores! Giovanni Smith gets a pass in front and fires at home. And the Sharks are up 3-0, and Smith, with his first goal in a Sharks uniform, becomes the 300th player in the history of the franchise to score at least one goal. We're approaching this game like we normally do, right? You, you're highlighting tendencies, things we got to be aware of with this team, but, you know, our number one goal is to build off what we did the other night and just do it a little bit more frequently, really, at the end of the day. You know, I thought, you know, we're starting to look like the team we think we're capable of looking like. It's been a, a slow process. Nobody's been through more than our group. Even in some of the games we've lost recently, we've had chances to win them. But I thought, you know, overall, you know, the other night was uh, was more what we wanted we, we wanted to look like. What's happening, everyone? Welcome as the San Jose Sharks are getting ready to see if they can get some revenge for what happened the last time the Sharks went up against Vancouver. This is the second of three meetings they have against the Canucks in the month of November. They have uh, the game tonight as well as the game on Saturday night. That one's back at home. Uh, but the last time these two teams played uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, the Sharks had not yet won. They had just been playing nothing but essentially the hottest teams or the best teams of the NHL, depending on how you want to look at it. It was a 10-1 win for the Sharks, and yeah, it was not a good feeling, and it was an even worse feeling uh, the next game when they lost 10-2 to the Pens, but the Sharks bounced back, and since those two losses where they gave up a 10 spot in consecutive games, they beat Philadelphia, beat Edmonton, lost to Vegas and Anaheim, and then came back with a pretty competitive loss against Florida, and then had a, had a very convincing win against St. Louis in which they had their best offensive output of the year but you know the Sharks have been better on offense as of late they have you know simply scored many many more goals the one or none they had established previously uh was the low mark but they you know scored two in their win over Philadelphia three in that win over uh the Edmonton Oilers they had three in the loss to uh the Panthers and then they had five in the 5-1 win over St. Louis so this to me is all indicative of a trend heading in the right direction. And now that doesn't mean they're going to be suddenly just world beaters tonight against Vancouver. I, I have no idea how that's going to go down, but I do think the Sharks are looking to have a much better performance than what we saw uh, just a few short weeks ago when it was the first of the month and they had, uh, you know, arguably their worst showing of the year in terms of uh, goal differential. But right now they've got to not really think about that game. I know they want to get revenge, obviously, but they can't keep what happened in that game in their minds. They've just got to go in with the mindset of, no, we're going to play our game like we did against St. Louis, like we did against Philadelphia, like we did against Edmonton. Like, really, I thought for a lot of that game against Florida, they played pretty well. Play that style of hockey, and you're going to end up with a much better outcome, a much more 
pleasing outcome for everyone. Listen, I would love to say that the ultimate outcome is a win, but right now the Sharks are looking for improvement upon their performance. So can they improve upon what happened the last time they played Vancouver? Yeah, I definitely think so. That was a game which they uh, mentally just did not know how to respond to everything that was coming at them, and this is a different team now. They've got three more wins underneath their belt as opposed to having zero the last time they've played. And, you know, the Sharks have won three out of their last six games. I know that's only 500 hockey, but... I am looking at that as indicative of a, a high, high improvement as opposed to where they were. And then now you start looking at, can they start to play more consistently like the team we think they're capable of? And I think we'll get a real good answer to that question tonight when they do take on Vancouver in Vancouver. And then they are going to be at Seattle and then back home on Friday and Saturday nights uh, to be hosting uh, Montreal, Vancouver, and then the Caps before they go back out onto the road and uh, finish up the month of November in Boston. More from David Quinn out of this morning's media availability. He was asked about Mark Edward Vlasic, and Vlasic has not had a great start to his season. He's looked uh, just a little bit slow, and I think that's what David Quinn has been trying to get more out of with Vlasic, and he talked about it. Just a, just a little bit quicker in everything, really. And sometimes it sounds like a very simplistic answer, but... They're really all it comes down to you know, the difference between you know being a good player in this le- at this level and not is that so you know just everything just a little bit quicker and I think that there can oftentimes be an issue where you have a player like Mark Edward Vlasic who maybe feels like he can't commit to everything at every moment out there on the ice because as we've heard David Quinn talked about he might not fully trust his teammates and I'm not saying that that is um you know the ultimate responsibility of his teammates more than himself, but he might be hesitating. He might be just a little bit um, less playing with conviction that he needs because he's just worried that if he overcommits, there might be other opportunities that go beyond him. And so, you know, I, I get it. But also, he is a natural player. He's always been so good for so much of his career. And I think that when these guys get into the later stages of their career, you know, maybe they need to make some changes in terms of how they are working on that quickness and that speed and everything that maybe came a little bit more naturally earlier in their career. And I don't think that's beyond him to try and figure out. I think that he is a smart enough player to where he can go out there and do the right things and put himself in a position to succeed. But right now, um, you know, it's a matter of pride. I think he does not want to be a healthy scratch. I think he does not want to be somebody that David Quinn believes is um, better out of the lineup or someone that needs to be sent a message to. I think that, you know, Vlasic needs to remember who exactly he is and what he's been for this franchise and uh, play to that level. It's a it's a big ask. I understand that because things have been difficult for the Sharks this year. But if he's one guy you're going to ask it of, um, he's the guy who's got to have the right answer because of what he's done for this franchise over the years. Next topic, that of Matt Benning. He's been out with an injury for a while now. There was hope that he'd be able to return. He's not ready for tonight's game. And David Kuhn was asked for some more detail about Benning's situation. This is what he had to offer. Yeah, that's, you know, that something that we'll talk about a little bit later today as well. So he's very close. So they're still figuring it out, and that's difficult because a guy like Matt Benning and what he can do out there on the ice for the Sharks, you would obviously much rather have him out there than uh, than not. Uh, but right now the Sharks are not in a position where they can rush anybody, and I'm sure that there is maybe a situation where there have been setbacks with a Logan Couture where they feel, okay, we need to be very, very careful don't let guys try and push themselves back. Let's take a more conservative approach. Let's make sure that he's back when he's ready. And I'm not saying that anything was done wrong with Logan Couture or anything close to that, 
but I'm saying these are the things that might be coming into their minds. And listen, I'm the trainers and the doctors, they always know what's up, but it, it always makes you wonder if they're saying, okay, we had one guy with a setback. Let's make sure we don't do anything with that leads us to a setback in this situation. So again, it is a situation where you want to have him back as soon as possible, but you also want to make sure that when he's back, He's back for the long term, that it's not something that's going to be hanging around or nagging him um, because everybody has those nagging injuries that don't go away. We all know that's part of being a professional athlete, especially in a physical sport like the NHL. But this is one where you, you need to be careful. Now, up to this point of the season, the Sharks have been through the ringer. There's no doubt about it. They've had those two games in which they gave up 10 goals back to back. They had a extended losing streak to start their season. They have dealt with injuries like the captain Logan Couture or a Matt Benning. Uh, they've been through all of it up to this point of the season. And Curtis Pashelka asked what I thought was a really interesting question because it's something that I've uh, touched on in a couple of the interviews that I've done with the guys is like, does going through this, does this make you stronger as a group? Is it something the group has to go through together to come out clean on the other side? And Curtis specifically asked if this had the effect of kind of, um, you know, making their resolve that much tougher. Well, listen, one of two things happen. It either hardens you and makes you better or you wilt and disappear, right? And we haven't wilted and disappeared. And you know, it says an awful lot about our group. And, you know, you get off to that type of start, you know, none of us have really experienced it. So you're in uncharted waters and you find out an awful lot about people in situations like that. And I think we're finding an awful lot about our group right now. And this was alluded to when they were having those tough times at the beginning of the month when they were coming off those rough losses. They said they were going to take some time to make more roster evaluations and figure things out. And obviously they they did bring in uh, one player. But right now, and they've also had uh, a Daniel Gushin come in and try and get things headed in a right direction. And we've seen Ryan Carpenter come in and try and be more of a uh, of a veteran guy who can come in and provide that presence. But, you know, I, I really think it's interesting to watch how everybody is responding to this and that you're not seeing the team wilt like David Quinn alluded to. Like, they have been able to respond. They didn't, you know, just disappear and become a shell of themselves. They've actually responded since those two bad losses by winning three out of their last six. And I know that that's a relatively middling thing to be proud of. But if that's, you know, if you're David Quinn and you have to point to where you were and you say, we were at a point where we didn't win our first, you know, however many games of the year, 12, and then we responded with some very high-quality performances and have now won three out of six and had the opportunity to win four out of six. Like, that's, to me, that's a good step in the right direction. It's not the only step. It's not the only thing that matters. I'm not trying to convince you of that, but it is a step. It is something that points you in a direction where you can look for improvement, where you can look to the positives, where you can point to growth, because everybody's got to see that growth. It can't just be, oh, we're not losing by as much. It's, no, we're winning games. We're giving ourselves a better chance. We're giving ourselves more of an opportunity. We're giving ourselves the ability to have a better performance in the next game. We're building on something. And I think that when you've played 500 hockey after playing 0-0-0 hockey to start off the season, um, then that's a, that's a thing that you have to be able to point to and say, we have improved. We have been able to get better hockey out of ourselves as a team. I'm still frustrated the Sharks didn't win that second game of the year against Colorado because I, not that it's going to turn them from being a contender to not or anything like that, but just to get that little bit of confidence earlier on, I think might have had a differing effect. But when you have, you know, a tough loss to where you're, you know, up until the final 90 seconds of the game, then you lose, you know, in an overtime shootout, that's, that's a rough one to handle, especially when you put in that good of a performance against a team that is as good as the abs are, where everybody looks at them and says like, yeah, this is a team that pretty clearly could contend for a Stanley Cup this year. So while it wouldn't have changed everything, it definitely would have given them a little bit more confidence earlier on. But, you know, they have been able to get a few more wins. They have been able to win 
three out of their last six, like I keep on alluding to, and that's something that they've got to continue to build on. Luke Cunning has been playing some good hockey as of late, and head coach David Quinn was asked why Cunning has been the choice to fill in at that third-line center role. Well, he's played center before at this level, and you know, he's a guy that can play a couple of positions. So, you know, with Sturmey out, uh, he's the most logical and uh, and the best candidate to play center. And Cunning has had uh, three points in his last two games. He had a goal on Tuesday in their 5-3 loss to Florida, and then he had a a goal and an assist in their 5-1 win over St. Louis. So right now he's been making the most of that opportunity, getting himself some more points on the board. And, you know, Cunning last year had been playing really, really well, in my opinion, up to the point where he hurt his knee, and it was unfortunate because he was a big part of what the Sharks were doing in various capacities. And now it looks like he's getting back to that level of play once again. It's taken some time, obviously, as it never comes quickly, but... He is the type of guy that can impact a game, and I think we're seeing that right now with his play. Quinn was also asked about his defensive pairings and the fact that he had Addison and Ruta together, which put Addison on his offside. Quinn actually gave a pretty interesting answer here. I thought they did well. You know, I thought uh, Addie handled playing the offside well. It's not easy. People think he can do it seamlessly, but he handled it well. He's got the skill to do it. I think he's comfortable with the puck on his stick on his offside, which is big. And I thought his gaps were good, which allowed him... Uh, to be more effective defending on the initial rush. Sometimes that pivot can be a little more difficult than the strong side pivot. So, um, you know, I just, I thought he did a really good job. And on that note, Quinn was asked about keeping guys on their natural side on his defensive pairings and how that's impacting who he's putting together out there in the future. It's preferable for sure. Ideally, you do want the lefty-righty. I think it's a big deal, but, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody feels comfortable and your decor looks better, uh, with that look, then you go with it, right? So I think it's, you know, obviously you have a, a vision of how you want to look lefty righty and you prefer it for sure, but you got to put the best guys out there. And I think that's a pretty self-evident statement. Like you might not always have the exact pairing or the exact natural right left, you know, I- ideology that you want to go to, but you've got to get your best players out there. And if you've got your best players out there, you probably feel it gives you your best shot as opposed to something that isn't your best talent, but maybe lines up a little bit more naturally right left. I think that's just part of what being a coach is all about. You got to make those tough decisions and you got to get your best players out there at all times. And I think that's what David Quinn is trying to do right now. And he also expounded a bit more upon what he's seen from Jan Ruda. Well, listen, he's, you know, this guy's won at this level. Um, you know, he's got a professionalism to him and a calmness to him. He's got a great personality. Um, regardless of who he plays with, he embraces, you know, the opportunity to help people and he's done a really good job. He's gotten better and better as the year has gone on. I think that's also a necessary aspect of what the Sharks have been going through up to this point of the season. They are getting better and better because they had a lot of turnover. They had a lot of new players. They had a lot of new faces and they had guys who had to learn the system. They had to have guys learn each other around them. They've got to develop that chemistry. They've had a lot of change. Everybody's been figuring everything out unless, and I know you would love to have that, you know, continuity from day one, but that's not where the Sharks are right now. And I think that you do see guys learning David Quinn's system more quickly because they have more voices in the building that speak the language than a year ago. But right now, it's still learning players, learning their games, learning what the coaches can correctly ask of them and what they should not ask of them and what these players can do with their teammates. I mean, I think one of the things that we've talked about is that line about guys not trusting each other yet. It's not just because they're like, oh, this guy's play, and I can't rely on him. It's like, no, they don't know each other's games to that level up to this point yet they're still learning they're still building that chemistry and it does take time i point no further 
than the 2018-2019 season when Eric Carlson had just come in and the Sharks were trying to figure themselves out. And Logan Couture said, well, it doesn't take you know however many games it was to develop chemistry. But you know t- the truth of that matter is that, well, sometimes it does. And I'm not trying to tell you that Logan Couture is wrong, but I'm saying that even a team that had more continuity than what we're seeing today with the Sharks still had difficulty making it all work. Like, it doesn't just happen instantly. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Sharks have taken some time to turn into them be- their best selves up to this point of the year. This is an ongoing process that they are trying to figure out. And honestly, I think that's not... It's not a good thing, but it's also not a bad thing. Like, it takes time. And the Sharks are not at a level where their talent is just going to win games for them while they're still learning it. That's where other Sharks teams have been. That's where other teams in the NHL currently are. But you want to be one of those teams that gets better, not one of those teams that has a couple of nice performances but then doesn't go anywhere. That's not that's not going to do anything for anyone. I just want to see the Sharks continue to get better. And I think that as more guys get comfortable here and learn their teammates more, we are going to see more and more of that improved play, just as the coaching staff is figuring out how to best use these talents. Quinn also spoke to how Ruta allows whoever he's working with to kind of learn that much more, and the fact that Ruta does bring a little bit of that swagger to the table, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, he's got a great way about him. And, you know, when you've been in the league as long as he has, and you've won, and you know, I mean, you have confidence, you have swagger, and that's where it comes from. And, you know, he plays with it, but he also understands his responsibility as an older player and a guy that has his history and experience, how he can help his teammates. And that's what the Sharks have to do. They have to lean on everybody that has experience right now. They have to lean on everybody that's been there and done that. And in their own individual ways, these guys have many been in a lot of big time situations. Some of them haven't, but some of them have. And those that have been there, they've got to start bringing that mentality to each and every one of these games. I mean, I still want to see more from Tomas Hurdle. I think he's been heating up, and I'd like to see him kind of take off and kind of dominate a game or dominate a couple of sequences or a couple of shifts. I mean, that's the type of thing that I think has been lacking from Tomas Hurdle's game. It's like you'll see some good, some bright spots, but it doesn't last. And I think that's probably because there's been, um, you know, a lot of turnover around him, a lot of challenging situations. But now as the Sharks get a little bit more comfortable, as they get a little bit more normalized, as they get deeper into the season, and they've had what we assume is the low point, like let's see what they can do in these games at Vancouver, at Seattle, then three at home, Montreal, Vancouver, Washington, then go out to Boston to finish off the month, and they're going to be at New Jersey, at New York, at the Islanders, at the Red Wings, at Vegas. And for me, it just gets that more intriguing as we get deeper and deeper into the season because more and more narratives are going to start to build. More and more performances are going to start to build. I mean, more and more guys are going to have their ups and their downs, and we're still going to be figuring out uh, when Logan Couture is going to come back. Is it going to be after that road trip when they're back home against Winnipeg? Uh, is it going to be after the holidays? I mean, these things we don't know right now. I mean, you want to get him back sooner rather than later. But, you know, we haven't seen the Sharks as idealized this year. We've seen the realized Sharks. We've seen what they've been able to do uh, in shorthanded situations. And I mean that overall, not in specific penalty kill situations. But, you know, what are they going to be when they do have their full roster? What are they going to be as we get deeper into the year? There's been a lot of desire out there for reasons I'm not really sure of or people to proclaim that the Sharks are the worst team ever even though the team has not played more than you know a handful of the season not even a quarter of the game so it's like let's let's wait let's see how this plays out let's see what happens when all is said and done right now it's easy to be a sky is falling type person but you know you got to let these games play out and we got to see where it goes 
All right, be sure to join us tonight at 6.30 on the Sharks Audio Network for our live pregame coverage, Game Time 7, as the San Jose Sharks visit Vancouver. Catch the call right here on the Sharks Audio Network with our Hall of Famer, Dan Rusinowski. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.